Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. This week's episode is with Roger Wakefield. Roger is an absolutely great guy. Um, took the time out to talk to me. Um, I, I've known Roger, or known of Roger, for quite some time, but not actually had the uh, pleasure to talk to him. And I was sort of to and throwing ideas, one and a half, about people to talk to and interesting things for people to listen to, and something a bit different. And then she mentioned Roger. Now Roger is um, into his field sports, but he's also really into his photography, and that's where I met him with the field sports. Um, but wanted to talk to him actually about the photography. Now Roger's done all sorts of things, from your normal bird watching photos right through to going to Africa and taking some cracking pictures of um, wildlife. Now you can see on the video if you're watching it on YouTube that there is some pictures around us. They're all Roger's own pictures. Um, but not only that, Roger's also done some work with anti-poaching stuff. Um, I know he's had a hard time on um, social media for going hunting and bits and pieces from the antis, but actually the antis couldn't be further from the truth. Um, he's a great guy with a great heart, loves his field sports and loves his animals as well. Bit of a weird one to say, um, but for us who do this sort of thing know exactly where I'm coming from. So check it out, hope you enjoy it and uh, yeah. Till next time. You know, like it's like anything, can it? You think, oh, I'll buy this, I'll buy that. I won't buy this. I'm not going to buy this. And then I look at anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, I started off with obviously like just a normal little camera. I mean, I've been doing photography now for quite a few years and I'm self-taught I'm not a college boy or yeah. nothing like that you know it's just a trial and error you get out there you, it's like anything in it you learn by your mistakes yeah you, oh. mi you know your mistakes make you a better person they do and you and you learn every day you learn about something it doesn't matter if it's what you're doing if it's your photography fishing or what you still pick up stuff yeah you learn till the day you die you know so it's it's quite good. Um, I didn't yeah. I didn't realise actually in this country we've got beavers until I I interviewed somebody a few weeks ago about fishing up in Scotland. Mm. They were saying how much problem the beavers so are. They got them at Finchin Field. See, there we go. Didn't know that. Yeah, and that um, Russell Savory is like is is the bloke from down at um, well, uh, oh, where is that now? Where he is? More or less Pearly, where the old aerodrome is. Yeah, he does a lot of stuff down there. When you look at it, like on the nature programs where the owl's coming down to pick the thing up and <coughs> you know, and the, the water voles yeah. and all that, he does a lot of that down oh. there. But he he charges a lot of money to do a bit of photography stuff. Charges something like seventy five pound of throw to sit in a hide and take a Bloody picture hell. of a an owl coming to take a chick off a thing. Yeah. You know? And to me that's a lot of money, you know. Yeah, yeah. Get out and do the proper thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got yeah. plenty of pictures of an eagle yeah, chasing a hare. Exactly. You know, I've got, God, I mean, I've got some, well, I've got some lovely photos of old hunting pictures where the, the, the hounds are chasing the fox and, and one thing and another. But you know, it, it, it's great to take them photos. Yeah. And you look back on them and you think, yeah, you know, I can near, I can nearly look at nearly all my photos, and so I've only got to look at one photo, and I'm more I can tell you where exactly where that photo was taken. You know, yeah. so but it's um, good. it's it's good stuff to get out and do. You know, I do like my photography now. It's like I say, you know, people say to you, "Oh, how do you get that photo? That's a lovely photo." I can't. I said, "Yeah, but I might sit in a hide for a day. I might sit in a hide for a week." Yeah. To get that one little photo, you know. Yeah. You know, I don't advertise a lot of my photography stuff. I mean, a lot of my Africa stuff. I just like put run the mill stuff on me on my website you know yes for you more than for them as yeah it's for me you know i you know because people obviously photographers look at your work and go oh yeah well he should have done this he should have done that i mean all these pictures are all mine you know yeah. they're all photos from africa all them ones how did that come about what all your africa stuff you've done me africa stuff well obviously as a kid I've always loved Africa. Yeah, obviously you start off with Tarzan, don't you? Yeah. Tarzan swinging them in the trees and all that shit. But that's where I think it, it, it ascends from. You know, Africa is, when you go to Africa, it's nothing like what you see on the telly. It's not jungle and 
vines where you can swing around yeah. in the jungle. Yeah, you know, they're different. They're different parts of like jungle life. You know, like you know, like uh, like rainforests and that type of thing. You know, but to get into that, I mean, a few years I've always wanted to go to Africa. But obviously, when you're married, kids, you can't afford to go to these places, can you? No. Now, when I was when I was young. You couldn't have, you know, our family wouldn't even afford to go to Spain, let alone yeah. go to Africa. Yarmouth if you're lucky. That's it, Yarmouth if you're unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I'll tell you say about that. We used to go to Jaywick and look at Jaywick now. <laughs> yeah. Jaywick's a shit hole. Um, yeah. No, so like, I, got, I got in touch. Obviously, I looked on the net and I was looking for um, volunteers, you know, like they go volunteer into certain reserves and that. And um, Colchester, Colchester Zoo, I knew the manager there. And um, and they, they've they got their own little private reserve in Africa. Oh, really? Yeah, it's called the Puffer. And so you can go and, and go there and be a volunteer. And it's good, it's a good place. I mean, when I first started going there quite a few years back now, it was... Uh, you could walk around that reserve because of no big five. It had, you know, zebras, giraffes and everything. You got the feel of Africa. And it was a, it was like a, you work when you go there. You, you'll be taking down old cattle fences and that because, you know, years ago, that's what took over Africa. You know, it's like Costa Rica. Go to Costa Rica, it's all cattle farms, yeah. you know, and it's deforestation. <laughs> it's all the jungles took out. And now they're trying to put it all back in Costa Rica. Yeah. And they're trying to join it all up again. But um, it's, it's, people have to live, you know. Foreigners, yeah. you know, not foreigners, that's their country, isn't it? You go to Africa and people say, oh, these poachers, you know, they're poachers, a lion's got a snare around its stomach or an elephant's lost the end of his trunk. It is, it's not right, you know, but these people, have, you know, they got, Nothing. No, they've got starving. to eat. They are literally you know, They live off the country, you know. They live off, like, antelope and that, you know, and yeah. deer. And, so they go poaching, but the only thing with them, because it's such a crude way of poaching, it can catch anything. Yeah. It's, the snare isn't set just to catch a, a deer or a little antelope or a bush pig. Or, it's not set for that. It's set to catch everything. anything because they will eat anything. Because, they, you know, it's, it's a hard life for them out there. So when these, not really, when the big reserves come up, everywhere's fenced in. It's, it's only like the Kruger and the Masai Mara isn't fenced. You know, yeah. it's, that's the only real part of Africa, really. But um, with all these places now, they're all, you know, there's, there's hectares and hectares, you know. Yeah. It's not places as big as Wales might be yeah. fenced in. But um, it is fenced in. And, and, you know, them people in them little townships, they ain't got nothing. No. You know, and you no, I've heard them. I've heard them know, stories. You're locking their animals in, animals that used to, run, you know, walk all around their village and that, where they could go out with, you know, they they hunt out there with dogs, the same as what we do over here, and um, but them days of, so they've got a poach. Yeah, they've got a poach. You know, and it's the only way they can get their their animals. I'd never looked at it in that, yeah. in that, you know, that that way round, as yeah. it were. But you know, like you say, they do. It's it's taken. Not their livelihood away, but it's taking a lot of the food off the table. Yeah, food source. You know, it's all right for people to fence it all in and, and you know, save these animals, but these people have got to eat. Yeah. You know, some of, you know, you go there and places I go, they're living in, like, something like three or four sheets of corrugated iron, you know, living under that all their life. We've got little kids and, you know, they've got to eat, you know. Yeah, but, proper shanty towns. Terrible! It's terrible where they live out there. You won't, you won't, be, you won't believe it. No, I've I've heard bits and pieces. I had the chance, not not really for me because I wasn't trained yeah. enough. But like I said to you before, about me being a reservist, yeah. we had the chance to go out to Kenya to yeah. do some of the anti-poaching stuff and, yeah. and to go out there and do anti some patrols. Um, but I I was not far enough in my no, train to get out there, which I was gutted about because I'd love to have yeah. out there. Just, just for the free holiday, yeah. if nothing else. Yeah, well, you know, like, yeah, just for the free holiday. I mean, my, my grandson, he was in the army. Like, he was like, at Kenya for a long time. But um, like you say, you know, like the anti-poaching mobs and that, the, like the crews that work out there, it's unbelievable. They're 24-7, they're in the bush. Women, you yes, know, women, rangers, 
they live out in the bush. You know, they do a hell of a lot, and a lot of them do get killed. Yeah. You know, a lot of them rangers do get killed because, you know, the rhino horn and the elephant tusk is worth a it's lot big of money. Bucks, big it's bucks. Big bucks. You know, someone comes up to you and say, you know, offers you something like three times your annual salary, you know, to go just go in there and shoot an animal and just for one thing, thing, you know. The temptation is great. Yeah. Now it's got to be great because yeah. them people have got nothing. Yeah. You know, them people ain't got nothing. You know, some of them choose to have nothing, don't get me wrong. No yeah. different to this country. Yeah. Some people are happy to sit there or some are, I suppose, happy to sit on a park bench and be homeless. Not everybody not everybody wants to live in the house or, no. you know, live that type well, of life. Well, it's funny you should say that because it's something that struck me years ago when I was trained to be a gamekeeper. There was, uh, in Norfolk, there's a, an estate and the, there's a couple, couple of like, sort of tramps who live in a, yeah. it, live in a house, but the house, may, <laughs> it might have not been a house. Anyway, they didn't have a proper toilet. So out of the corner of his heart, he put a to- the owner put a toilet in the house for him, yeah. for, the, for these two brothers. Anyway, they disliked it so much, they smashed it up. Yeah. Because they're just, and it's just... I mean, that's not, you know, it's not right, but some people, that's how they chose to yeah, live. some people. I mean, I only found out today, I was only looking at something on the, obviously on Facebook, that there's still um, a TB, a TP, like, town in Wales. Yeah, I'm not yeah. surprised. They've been there from, like, I think the 60s. Yeah. And there's still people who live there in TPs. It's, just, it's just people that want to live that type of life. Yeah. You know, you to live that type of life is, is nice. It's not always practical, is it? It's right in the summer, I think. You know, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, most people like ourselves would go up to Alaska or somewhere like that or Canada and live in a log cabin for a, on your own. But it's yeah. it's hard. Yeah. And when you've been used to like living like this, to go to a style like that, it's not as easy as people think it is. You know, you try and survive out in them places, hard hard places to survive. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, um, are. but it's nice. No, it's good life in Africa. I, I love Africa. I would move out to Africa if I if I was a young man now, the way this country is, I wouldn't be in this country. No, I can understand what that's you know, one of the reasons why the podcast is happening yeah, for me, because I, I'm trying to preserve something yeah, for my daughter. Yeah. Or daughters. It, I think. You know, I feel sorry now, you know, like for my grandkids and that. Are they gonna grow up in the Muslim state? But I ain't going down that road. No, that's, that's maybe not going down that road. <laughs> yeah, um, but, but it, it's yeah, things aren't aren't great in all aspects. No, you get. I mean, you get into politics. You know, this country at the moment, I think, is is total shit. There's no deterrent. There's no deterrent against youngsters riding around on motorbikes or cars, robbing people, mugging people. There's no deterrent. You get a slap on the wrist. Nobody fears you know, the system. You're going to do it again, aren't you? Yeah. The, there's no, there's not a system here strict enough. No, you know, I mean, well, there's other countries where the law is a lot, lot stricter. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that. if you got caught thieving and lost your hand, you'd soon think Which twice about thieving still again. Still do yeah. in like Dubai and places yeah. like that. You know, there is still, they, I think, they still have a public deheading. Really, deheading in them Bloody out hell. there, because because you'd think twice, wouldn't you? Yeah, pretty right, you would. Am I going to nick that, you know, or nick this? I think even the law, I know like the law of poaching out of someone's allotment or like stealing out of someone's allotment, it's obviously an old, old law. You, I think you can, you could have still been hung for that. Really? Yeah, it was, I think that was a hanging, a hanging a, thing, a hanging you know. hanging offence, yeah. But obviously we don't do nothing like that now, do we? No. You know, we need, we need something like that, you know, like the village stocks or something like that. Which, oh, God, I'd love to throw stuff at people. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, you know, well, like, all sorts of, like, kiddie fiddlers and all that type of shit. You just, the world's gone nuts. Yeah. Gone nuts, mate. But, um, yeah, but like I say, Africa thing is good for me. I love the photography. I've been, I, I go, I've been, I've been to quite a few reserves there now, plus I've got, like, lot of friends in Africa now, yeah. so I got well, I was supposed to be over there now, but obviously with this whole COVID thing, COVID thing, it's like pissed everything up, <laughs> isn't it, you know. But it has for everyone, isn't it? But the thing is, I can go out next year for twice as long. Yeah, <laughs> because I haven't paid <laughs> for this for this year. Exactly, you know. But um, 
So the photography thing, how did, it, how did the photography thing start? I mean, obviously you didn't just... No, no, photography, like I say, I've always wanted to get into photography because I like wildlife and that type of stuff. One of my ex-father-in-laws, he was into his cameras, he used to collect cameras and everything, so we used to, like, was mates, we used to compare our thing and then just taking photos, you know? Like, when I was, like I say, going back when it was, like, 35 mil the old camera reels of yeah. film, you know, where you take like, you know, 12 pictures and maybe one of them would only be good, you know, a bit different today. I could go out and take a thousand photos and still, still only two would be good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, no, you know, photography, yeah, I, I think it just slowly creep, creeps up on you. Now, I've, you know, I've done a, a lot of it when I was younger and then obviously got married and one thing or another and had kids so like certain times certain things of your life stop don't they when you yeah. get married and that unless unless that's your living it's different but you know photography weren't me living then you know I've done a lot of other little jobs when I was uh, younger and it just progressed really and then obviously you just keep taking photos I mean I look back on me photos now like me old photos like films total shit mm. I think, Christ, how did I get away taking <laughs> shit photos like that? But even like when digital come out, you know, I look back on my photos, like even, say, five, six years ago, and I think, you know, some of these photos I put up are just crap, yeah. you know. But the thing is, if you try and become a perfectionist, you know, with your photographs, see, I, I personally don't like Photoshop. Yeah, I no. don't Photoshop none of my photos. No, no. You know, people Photoshop them with... You know, nice red sunsets and this and the stars and the, the circles of the stars going round and round. You can do that all on Facebook, um, Facebook on um, Photoshop. Yeah. But to me, I would maybe crop a photo and I might just, make, if it's a bit dark, I might just line it up or something like that. Because to me, that's not the photo you've taken. No. You know, and people say, oh no, but you've, you've made it better. I said, yes, but... It's not the photo you're taking. Yeah, yeah. You know, you could add someone in the corner or, or wipe something out or disappear something that you don't want in there, but it's not the photo. No, no, it's I totally agree. And I think, you know, I, I speak to people, you know, I'm looking at some photos today of a, another photographer and I think they are lovely photographs, and don't get me wrong, they're lovely photographs for other people, what I call run-the-mill people, to look at. You know, people look at my photographs and go, oh, that's lovely, that's lovely. And like, even like my me, me wife, she go, God, that's lovely. I go, that's crap. It's, look, it's fuzzy around the outside. Or yeah. Could you get to be a bit of a perfectionist? Yeah. But when you see pictures that are pin sharp and everything is like they've overdone the colour on it and they've overblown out this, it just looks shit. And, mm. I, and I think, why do you do that? Yeah. I'd rather look at a, a natural picture. Yeah. I mean, that picture up there, them birds, that's at um, Norfolk. Yeah. That's just a natural picture with the sunlight coming through the back. Yeah, it's a lovely picture. Yeah, I really like that picture. not much you can do with it, you know? I could have sharpened it right up and brought the bird right out, but then you it looks you, like... You don't need to. I no, mean, it's, it's no. Put, you know. But people do do that, though, yeah. man, you know what I mean? But um, Now, that's really how I got into photography, because my father-in-law was, was into photography, so... You know, like I say, we had a lot of old cameras, and we used to go out and do... All sorts of shit, really, and like I say, all the photos were shit. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. but they're only shit now because of times have changed. Yeah, yeah. You know. But it's still memories. Yeah, yeah. I've got 100%. pictures of my little kids down by the river fishing with me and pike fishing, and I've got pictures of my son with a little kestrel on his arm, his first falcon, and and things like that. So it's all history. Yeah, you know, something to look back on. I mean, I love, I love old photos. You know, you yeah. know, my family. Uh, my great aunt, she was on the Titanic. Right. And she was a, a survivor of the Titanic, okay. her and her husband. And so I've got a lot of photos of the Titanic and of, you know, that era, the people that, that survived the Titanic. I mean, my, my great aunt, she survived the Titanic on Lifeboat 13. Right. You know, she was on Lifeboat 13. Her husband was still on the boat because it was like women and children, yeah. weren't it? And, um... He jumped off, and he ended up being pulled in to lifeboat 13. Wow. He's lucky to survive the water. It's a, yeah, and, and when, yeah, she was, he was lucky, because, you know, you see these things. 
you know, I'd have been out there two hours. They wouldn't survive like three or four minutes. No, it, it was know, minutes, literally you know, minutes. Your body, as soon as it hit the water, yeah. your heart and that, you know, it's just a shock. such a shock. You know, so they were, that was a nice bit of my family history. Yeah, which, yeah. You know, I like history like that. I like, I like the world, like World War One. I. I love all that type of yeah. stuff. Look back on all that stuff. And like it's photos again, isn't it? Yeah. Without the photos, you wouldn't have the history, would you? God, no. You know, and you look at all this stuff and you think, you know, to be out there, World War One with one of them bloody great box cameras yeah. on a tripod and all that. You think, well, how, that, how do they survive? With all that, with all that mud and, and crap as well. It wasn't just even like a clean... People don't realise, you know, in the trenches for three years, yeah. up to your neck in mud and human effluent and shit yeah. and rats and dead bodies. You couldn't, you know... Health and safety nowadays wouldn't allow you to be. <laughs> but no, no, it's it's you know life like that. It's it's hard, and I mean they never come back from America. They were too frightened to come come back across the sea. Yeah, I got. I would be in all. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I got photographs of them like when they were going on going on because we went to um, I think it's Cove in Ireland where because yeah. the boat went to pick up passengers from Ireland yeah, when yeah. it flew when it flew when it. Sailed right. from Southampton, and that was his last port. We went there, that was quite nice. The old jetty's still there where the yeah. people got on the, you know, went out onto the little tenders, and obviously the boat was very important, but that was interesting. Yeah. But that's all history, that's all down to photos, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. You know, look into photos, you know, look into your family's photos. I've got an old boy up the end there, his wife died this week, God bless her. But he's got no photos, no, no. photos. He's, he's 94. Um, that 92, come at 92, and he, I sit there some evenings with him, and he tells me so many stories. Yeah, but nothing, no, no documentation no, for it. Nothing. I said, yeah, no, that, you got that is your granddad. That, that is a good thing about these. That's it. Yeah, you can, you know, you can snap all you like, go into the magic cloud. It's unbelievable now, isn't it? With the, with your cameras. Yeah. And, you know, I, mean, I'm, I'm, I, I prefer a physical picture like, like these. Yeah. You know, I prefer to have yeah. it in my hand. Yeah. But yeah. you know, I actually had a flap on. The other week, I've just got a new phone and it wouldn't transfer everything over. Oh, right. And I couldn't, I lost all my photos for about yeah. an hour. And I'm thinking, I don't know oh. what's happened here. I've got nothing, like all my daughter, you know, from my daughter being born yeah. and everything. I'm like, oh no. Oh. And then, then I realised I used the wrong email account and then I was all right again. But for about an hour, I was <laughs> flapping like hell trying to yeah. make well, things right. I was, you say that I was, I always take some photographs of my, one of my kids was um, Cesarean born. And they wouldn't let me round the, the yeah, blanket. The wouldn't let me round that screen. So I said to the to the nurse, "Can you take a took the photos? Didn't have a film in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. But oh, you see, yeah. with digital now, and you and you yeah. that wouldn't happen. It's all there, isn't it? Doesn't happen, you know. Like you say, you can make some cock ups. Oh, every time. But it's, um, every time for me, I'm, I don't I don't do things by half. I'm gonna, no. If I'm gonna muck it up, I do it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I was trying to transfer. From my camera to there, like, you know, just Wi-Fi. Yeah. Simple, isn't it? Just You just hook it up, that's all you've got to do. Yeah. That's what the book says, just hook it up. No, I've done it before, I've done it loads <laughs> of times, but, you know, I lost it. Yeah. And I tried and tried, and I thought, oh, shit, I ain't doing it now, because I know now I'm going to end up losing them, like, 50 pictures. Yeah. One. <laughs> it's only because my printer's packed up, I tried to, to transfer other things to there, and oh, it's yeah. technology, and it? technology. It's marvellous, isn't it? Is shit really, but um, it's great and terrible all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So, so where, so where are you going next? Where's the next thing? You don't have to kill the photos. I am going to next, and I'm going up to Scotland in January. I spent New Year up there last year at Stonehaven, and they had they do a they do the fireballs. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it. Like, and it's the atmosphere is unbelievable. You have to get to the. It's only a little. I don't know if you've been to Stone Age. No, it's a little coastal village on the Scottish coast. They're just down from Aberdeen, um, and like to see the New Year in they, uh, they have these big fireballs like and they swing them around the head. Yeah. And then uh, they they march down the town and then they march up the town. They have a couple of Scottish bands, you know, and they've got the little kids. They've got like little. Uh, like little neon lights, which I just yeah, and it's the atmosphere is great. And then they come down to the bay, and then they throw them into the bay. So they, what they're doing is throwing like I think the bad, like the bad 
part of the year yeah. or the end of the year all goes in the bay all the bad okay, stuff a lot of fireballs going to sea this year yeah, there? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, but that the atmosphere there was good so I'm going and like I say I was supposed to have been in Africa and then I was supposed to be in Scotland and now I couldn't do either I've had to cancel Scotland Only, I was supposed to have gone up Sunday but because it's now got the 14 day yeah. lockdown there's no point in me going up there no so I'll go up there January, that'd be my next thing, and I would, I'll go up there with my drone, and like on the uh, estate where my son keepers, there's some lovely big reds there. Yeah, you know, yes there is indeed. It's to get close to them. So yeah. I'm thinking this year I'm going to shoot my drone, put it right up high, then I'll slowly try and bring it down, but they're, they're so sensitive, Yeah. you know. And, uh, Your other option is to drive them towards yourself. Use a drone to yeah, push them to you. Yeah, yeah, push them to me. Yeah, yeah, could do that. <laughs> but we've been out there. We sat, we sat there last year, me and my son. We sat under this. It's on the moors, but it's like little little patches of spruces and like Christmas trees, three or four together. And you can see where the deer's and that all sit underneath. So we sat under. We sat there for about oh, just getting dark. We sat there about four hours. I think we got up there early. We're sitting there and we know every every night they come out on the hill right in front of us. We sit there, <laughs> sit there. I said to George, I said, fucking we ain't gonna see these deer today. We turn around. They're all still there watching <laughs> you. All, stags, all behind us. They must know yeah. Joe. There must have been about fifty stags. Really? Just all behind there. us. Yeah, and as soon as we moved, mate, that was it. It's they just gone, you know. So I didn't really I didn't really get a good yeah. photograph of them. I I love it up there. I mean, like, like but it's the, atmosphere, isn't it? Yeah. Just sitting, you know, I'll sit in the in bushes for ages, you know, and I just love to sit there because you see loads of things. People were saying to me, I oh, like, you know, I don't see no birds. I said, you go into a wood, any wood, and stand there for 20 minutes and look up at the trees. You will start seeing everything. Yeah. Little birds start flitting about. Yeah, squirrels turn yeah, up. Yeah, squirrels, yeah. Speak to me about squirrels because red squirrels. Sitting there waiting They're elusive for red damn things, aren't they? I went to the Isle of Arran a couple of years ago. Don't you ever been to the Isle of Arran? No. They call it Little Scotland, don't they? Oh, okay. Lovely there. <clears throat> looking for, I knew there was reds on the island, looking for reds. I see one a long way away, just bouncing across a lot of stone wall, you know, as they do. Yeah. Anyway, it's there like for two weeks. I never really see, I, I miss the sea or the, the otters. I've walked along the coast and someone said to me, oh, did you see the otters? And I went, no. I said, where are they? And he went, oh, just on the rocks down there. So I traipsed back about another mile. <laughs> They're, they'd gone. They'd gone. But like the last day I was there, um, you know, it always pays to speak to locals. Yeah, they know everything, don't they? Because I didn't speak. Because my mates went up there deer stalking, shooting. I went up there shooting with my camera. And uh, spoke to an old couple in the fish and chip shop coming home. Uh, they said, oh, why don't you go to the nursery at so-and-so? I said, why is that? So I've got a feeding station there. I said, the red squirrels are there every day. <laughs> I said, yeah, but it's not natural, is it? Oh, I was really pissed, really, because yeah. I, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't see them. And I didn't yeah. see the otters, but I, I did see lots of I stuff. haven't seen many red squirrels. I've uh, no. seen a few. Um, and before I tell my story, I do know it's illegal to kill red squirrels. Yeah. Um, but I went up to a mate of mine in uh, Inverness. Um, at Granton on Spay, yeah, I love uh, for, went up there for about a long week. It was a long weekend. Yeah. He was he was rearing, so I helped him on the rearing field. Yeah. I got a bit of walking in, a little bit of fishing. Yeah. And he got what are you doing? Oh, let's go, let's go with the rifle, thinking mm. we go shoot a rabbit or something. Mm. Bit of a drive. Oh, really, what I want to do is have a drive around the estate and have a look at more of yeah. the estate. I thought we'd take the rifle, shoot a rabbit, maybe. Mm. You know, he went. Well, what do you want to shoot? I said, oh, let's go get a red squirrel. I never shot one there before. Yeah. But you what? Can't do that. <laughs> I went, no, you'll be all right. Won't tell no one. And then, and because he bit, he, I, I, I proper got a bite with that. So for the rest of the weekend, I was on about trying to get a red squirrel, but um, it was just, it was fabulous to see him up there. Yeah. Because being up so high, there was, it was, uh, not not thousands, but there mm. was, you know, you, you did see him in the distance. Yeah, we went boat. fishing up there. I like drove some blokes up there, salmon fishing, um, just up from. Dingle, Dingwell, Dingwell. That's just yeah. the other side of Greenbob. But I did go up there off uh, off the point there, Channery Point, to see the dolphins. Did yeah, you go yeah. and see the dolphins? No, I've not, 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 not been right on the coast. No. Well, I've not been right on the coast. Obviously, I flew into Inverness, which is the closest yeah. to the coast I've ever been. That's but, where they are. Yeah. Just off Channery Point there. But never, and they come right close, you know, when the tide comes in. 
can you know they can yeah. be within 20, 20 foot of you. Really? I'm right close, yeah, it's unbelievable. But you do get a lot of people up there sometimes. But um, that's another good thing, like at Edinburgh, uh, not Edinburgh, um, God, blimey, where are we? Aberdeen. Yeah. They've got a lot of dolphins there. Have they? I've never been on the coast that side. Yeah. Again, I've flown out of Aberdeen and I've got the train into Aberdeen, yeah. but never actually seen the water. Yeah. The West Coast is nice, isn't it? Scotland, West yeah. Coast, you know, but I, I just like Scotland, you know, I just like you say, it's different. Well, I've never done the West Coast. Yeah. I know, and they always say it's a nicer side of, of Scotland. Yeah, they it? say it's more the wilder side. Yeah. You know, Aberdeen is, you could you could drive around Aberdeen and think you was in Essex. Yeah, yeah. Because until you get in, land a little bit, and then it starts, the hills yeah. start climbing, the, you know, the forests start coming into, into view. I um, I planned on and I never done it because my mate wouldn't do it with me. Um, I wanted to do a sea kayaking on the west side, oh, on right. the west coast and yeah. get out to a few of the islands and that. Yeah. So maybe next year if if, if I'm allowed, for the missus lets me, I might yeah. might pay it go up there and yeah. do a bit of sea kayaking and get a yeah. camera. I mean, I've got a camera. I've seen some of the contraptions to go on the end of your, you know, end of your lens lenses and bits and pieces so yeah. maybe i'll get one of them and use my big telescopes i've got yeah. a fantastic telescope i actually got two now because granddad's oh, yeah. give up his bird watching yeah because my granddad was a big bird ringer and is he yeah is that a on big... a like a like a proper spotting scope yeah not yeah. a no no on a, on a, like on a, a pop on a not yeah not no. a not a stalking scope no, as i call no, them no. on a proper spotting scope yeah i went in a stalking scope they've had a lot of money didn't they yeah Shrof- the swarovski one's not too expensive yeah. though out of all things swarovski sell yeah that spotting scope isn't no isn't too bad at no, all no. yeah i got i got a spotting scope upstairs right yeah. when I, I lived on the farm so so everything was like out yeah. by me back door. That's but like now, me, I live in the middle of nowhere, so in the office I can just look yeah, straight yeah. out across there. But now I live in here now, you can't see see some starlings, you know, and a few spots. Yeah. But, but wildlife here, I'm, I've got hedgehogs. Yeah? Yeah, I've got hedgehogs in the garden. Do you know what, things, wildlife in, in no, like this, these built up areas, as it were, is getting so few and far between, because people want such a minimalist garden. Yeah. And you know you might have that box, a box hedge, which is in your foot yeah, off the floor, yeah. because that's right for the cats to come and take everything away. So yeah. it's a shame, really. But there's, there's, you know, like when I was a kid, you, the birds, you, could, you know, there's loads of birds. You know, like now it's a job to see bullfinches or yellowhammers and yeah. all them type of birds that I used to see loads when I was a kid. You know, you can, you do see them occasionally. As a we don't get we don't get much much on the bird feeder at home. We get a lot of sparrows, a lot of blue tits, yeah. great tits, cold tits, the, the usual. Yeah. But anything beyond that, a few a few um, goldfinches, yeah. and, and <clears throat> that's about it. Apart from your yeah. your woodpecker or something like that. I've had a goldfinch once on my feeders. They just don't come here. Sparrowhawks. Oh yeah, right from sparrowhawks in my garden. Yeah, I've had them. But I do love sparrowhawks. I love to see little sparrowhawks. They're lovely little things. What was um, it? You said you used to breed them. Did you used to hunt them as well. Yeah, I used to fly them. I used to fly a little musket, and then like, I used to then I had goshawk, fly a goshawk. Oh, chase me, chase me, bird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I tell you what, she was a lovely bird. You know that that goshawk I had. I could throw her up in the tree, and I could just walk down the hedge, and she would follow her on. She was lovely, that really? bird. Yeah, I've heard never so lost many horror stories, so many horror stories about them. Goshawks, you've got to take them out every day. Yeah. You've got to give them lots of... And their weight is temperamental, oh, isn't it? they are temperamental. But I think the most temperamental bird I've ever had was a bloody red tail. Yes, no, I was Female talking to somebody red. else about red tails the other day, <laughs> and they said exactly the same thing. Great oh. when they're working well. Absolutely killing machine not. when they're working well. Mine, you know, I used to do um, grey squirrels. Yeah. My one loved grey squirrels. But um, then I've, I've, I've had one day, she sat on a branch with a grey squirrel on the end. Weren't interested in grey squirrel, weren't interested in me. Really? In fact, I phoned my wife up, I said, Lynn, get me gun and bring it here. And she said, why? I said, because I'm going to shoot this fucking red <laughs> And after I'd done that, it come back. It, it come back to me. But she was ah, uh, she was a temperamental bird. She was a big bird. She flew well, but you could just go either side of her weight, and she could. Yeah. She was an asshole. I've had that 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 female Goldie of mine. She's been like that. Yeah. You get just too hungry, and she's just she'd be in your face screaming. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I was like, just just pack it in yeah. and we'll see something. And then jobs are good in. <laughs> yeah. Um, or the other way where just a bit too heavy. Yeah. And she'd... Just go. She, she'd go out, she'd, a bit that aggravate me, she'd mm. chase. Even, yeah. she'd, even that little bit heavy, she would chase. But she'd get right up to it and yeah. then pitch out and sit on the field. I know. Well, why bother? But I why are you just bothered? <laughs> My red tail was the same. We used to go and fly a place up in Suffolk. Loads of hares. Farmer said you can take as many hares as you want. You know, once the pheasant season's finished, you can come up. Oh, mate. We know about that twice, I think, with my red tail. And my boy had a male. Red tail, I had a female. And like you say, oh, going like that, you know. Head inside. Yeah, I say, George, we're going to get this one. Sit up a fucking tree. Yeah, why bother? And then sit there. And I've got to walk now to that bird because yeah. it won't come back. And I think, you fucking yeah, asshole. bastard. But um, I used to have a, a little... I used to breed Harris hawks, and I, you know, I had red, pairs of red tails, owls, all sorts of bits and pieces. I used to breed parrots, macaws, really? African greys, yeah. And uh, I had this little male, red, uh, male Harris hawk. He loved foxes. Did he? He was a bastard. He would just, if a fox come out of cover, he'd go straight on it and sit on its ass. And I thought, you know, I was just saying to me, boy, it's going to die. That's, that's how that's going to die. Yeah. That is gonna, the fox is going to turn around. So, I mean, I used to live out on the, by the, uh, the sea then, on the sea wall. There's too many people walk their little dogs along there, so yeah. I couldn't take the chance of it. And funny enough, when I moved here, I, no, I didn't have him actually, I sold him. I had a female that I bred, a lovely female. She was a gorgeous bird. I put her in the shed up the end there while I was um, moving stuff in. And one of my little boarders was a puppy. I opened the shed. I see her. She was sitting on the perch, but she had untied herself. She yeah. was a bastard for untying herself. My little puppy ran in. Harris walked over my head. It, it sat up on that head because it was full up. With that, you know, it's like yeah, it didn't need to come summer. See pissed off over there. And uh, so I, I stayed with it until she roosted. And I said, right, four o'clock in the morning, I'll go over there. And she'd still be roosting. She would definitely be hungry then. She would come to you. You know, I've got a chance of yeah, her coming down to me. Even if it, she lands on the floor, like I'd, I'd net her or do something. <laughs> anyway, I go over there. She'd moved. I walked across the field. I found the leash because she went with everything. The leash, yeah, the, everything. So anyway, that was the end of her. And then a couple of three years later, I was speaking to the farmer over there. I said, you know... I lost my old Harris Hawk when I moved here. He said, oh, I did it have chesses everything? And I went, yeah. He said, well, it's off. He said, I'll give that to my mate, taxidermist. And I phoned Gary up, who's a taxidermist. He said, yeah, I've got your bird in the freezer. <laughs> and next time I see him, he give me little chesses and everything. Oh, yeah. I said, but you still got me bird. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, had, uh, I had a Harris for a little while. When yeah. I lost my, my mail, I... Gave everything up. I, was, I couldn't do it. I thought the owl will do. And I'll yeah. just do it for the hunt. And then, because then, owl, then owls don't hunt the same, do they? No. And I thought I need to chase something. Yeah. So, my arm's in plaster. And I thought, do you know what? Was I'll... it like that, though? <laughs> it was this hand, actually, yeah. not this one. <laughs> which made it, actually, was, was a godsend in the yeah. end. So, I see on Bird Trader in Colchester, Mal Harris Hawk for sale. I thought, that'd be right. Mm. I'll chase a few squirrels with it. And, yeah. And uh, the odd rabbit. That'll do me. Anyway, oh yeah, I haven't been he haven't been man for a while. Anyway, this Harris hawk was wild, called Rolf, Rolf yeah. Harris, <laughs> of all the things. Um, anyway, I ended up going back to Dad's and living with Dad for a while because I couldn't do anything with my arm. Yeah, I got a plate in there and whatnot. Yeah. Couldn't do nothing. So I was flying it in the park at Sandringham, and this Harris hawk I took it out one day trying to catch. I was desperate to catch a rabbit with him. All he wanted to chase was more hens. Mm. Um, so anyway, I slip went. It, I put bells on him because I wasn't flying him with te- telemetry. Yeah. And he put his foot up, and every time I took a step, his mm. bell rang. Yeah. So I went just to get hold of the jest like that, just to pull the jest back through my fingers, mm. and it was sharp little shit. Bang! Yeah. And at <laughs> this point, I was I was buggered mm. because I had this hand, I had hold of him, yeah. and this hand, he had hold of me. But luckily he had hold of the cast and not my hand. Mm. Anyway, so I eventually got myself free, thank God, and 
a bit mutual, nothing happened. Then the next day, Dad said to me, oh, can I have a go flying? Like, yeah, yeah, of course I can. I was, oh. I was flying him in a tree. I couldn't really yeah. see him in the tree. I said, tell you what, put him up that dead one, mm. and then we've got a good, a good eyes on. Yeah. And we got there, and he starts sort of doing this. And I said to Dad, I said, that is not a good look. Nah. I said, something's bad <laughs> happening. Next minute, he just hops up, goes, grabs a bloody uh, jackdaw squab yeah. in the nest. <laughs> but the jackdaw wasn't big enough really to fight no. and heavy enough to pull them both out the tree. No. So he just sat up there. I had a tattoo what you could do. And, well, I'm going to have to go up the tree and get the damn thing out. Yeah. You're not going up there with your wrist. No. So in the end, I had to walk back home to Kennels, get the linen, <laughs> get the linen prop. He climbed the tree and managed to poke, poke this bird out the tree with a linen prop. Oh, I had a hair talk. And because of these mild, you know, winters now, the wood pigeons were breeding all year round. Yeah. And she got into liking... Squabs. Squabs. So as she, if she just see a bunch of twigs in a tree, she'd fly straight through it. And she'd jump on it and she'd just... If there was nothing in it, she'd yeah. just wreck the nest. She'd yeah. absolutely pull it to bits. <laughs> you know, but um, going back to my old red tail, obviously uh, we used to have like a few enters for it, you know, a few rabbits. This guy come out with me and my boy. Um, he had a ferret and he was ferreting a few rabbits. We, we netted a couple of rabbits, went out into a lovely big open field. Um, obviously the rabbit went, the, the red tail went, the female red tail. And I said to the bloke, whatever you do, if you get there before me, do not try and take that off of that bird. I said, because she, she will do ya. <laughs> yeah. What'd he do? Put his hand in like that and it went, Bang, straight through it, went right through there. Oof. And he was like, Go, get this fucking bird off me. And I said, I'll tell you now, I said, I told you not to touch touch it. Yeah. I said, the only thing that's coming off now is your hand at the wrist. I said, because I'm not cutting, <laughs> I'm not doing nothing to my bird. I said, I'll just cut your hand off. And he went, what? I said, yeah. And, you know, as, as luck had it, she did let go of him. And his hand, mate, you know, because of the yeah. poison and that cross, his hand came up like <laughs> And I said, you won't do that again, mate, will you? Yeah. He said, well, I didn't realise she'd be like that. I said, well, yeah, because I had to get her off with, with my own food. Yeah. You're trying to take the food off of her, you know, what she just killed. Food is I'd king. I'd let her eat it anyway, because that was only a, like, a training flight, really. Yeah. So, uh, but um, yeah, I don't think you'd ever, ever do that again if you went out I year, Two years ago, um, when my eagle didn't live at home, lived at the kennels. Um, I bought it, I brought him home because we were hunting right right by the house. So yeah. I wasn't going to drive six miles yeah. in the more a cub in the morning as well just yeah. to get the bloody eagles. So I brought him home and hadn't fed him that night. And I said to Mrs. Went, I'm going to walk the dog. I said, look, Bront's going to want to get round that corner, out of that kennel, straight onto that bird. Mm. I said, make sure you put her on the lead when mm. you get her out the kennel and you take her off the lead when she's back in the kennel. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right. I said, no, seriously, I'll do it. You know? She said, well, I'm going to go back. I said, make sure you don't forget that eagle's in the... How stupid do you think I am? Yeah. I said, I've told you three times. Yeah. I... Anyway, so I'm sat um, talking to a friend. He was round. And uh, next minute here, Dan! It had been less than a minute. <laughs> I thought, shit. I'm going to have to put my dog down here. Anyway, I'm running around the corner... And as luck has it, my boy had got the eagle, the, the terrier, mm. round the muzzle and in one shoulder. And I thought, well, I've got some food in the car. Mm. I'll, I'll have a bit of a trade-off. Try your best. Um, anyway, I said to Sarah, what you're going to do now is you're going to hold the dog's scruff. Mm. And if that eagle lets go, you're just going to pull the dog straight yeah. out of the way. Yeah. I said, you've got to watch your hand. Mm. And with, with me... I hadn't even let go at this point. The eagle went like that. Yeah. I managed to get the dog from under him. Yeah. Oh, I just thought, bloody hell. And she went, I'm sorry, I didn't just... I went, no, you didn't, did mm, you? No. And, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, she was... A do the terrier was just as, you know, in the wrong as the eagle yeah. because she was... Kept, you know, the terrier's a digging dog at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. Um, but I, I was lucky I didn't lose my bitch that night. No. And I was lucky I didn't lose the eagle as well. Yeah, terriers are terriers, that one, yeah. you know. I've had a lot of terriers and one thing and another. So, um, they're good fun terriers, aren't they? Terrier yeah, work. I'm not going to have any more. I've done. I'm done with that. Nah. I, I love. I love my digging. Love my hunting. Mm. I love the lurches. I love. I love it all. Yeah. But it used to break my heart fixing the dog at the end of the day. Yeah. 
yeah. when they get their face half taken away. And, and, my, and my bitch was mental. Don't get mm. me wrong. It was most of that was her fault. Yeah. What she, is she? Uh, Pat Dell. Black. Yeah. She went in too hard, and and she paid the price. And she'd still work now, and she's now what thirteen. Yeah. But. And I've said, you don't know, no more digging. I don't, I don't, if, if someone rang me up and said, Dan, I'm in a muddle, can you come help me dig the yeah. hole? I'll come dig to a dog, no mm. trouble, but I don't want my own one anymore. No, I must admit, you know, I'd, I like to watch, I love to watch hounds work. You know, I love to watch, it's like anything, innit? I used to love hair coursing, watch the dogs work, you know. Don't have to kill something to make your day enjoyable. No, you don't. You know, same as like flying me birds through the woods. Little Harris Hawk, you know, ducking and diving yeah. through the trees. And with me and George often come back and say, didn't get nothing today, I know, but we had a bloody good day, didn't we? Yeah, that's what's called hunting you know? and not killing, you know. Yeah, that's it, you know, people, a lot of people don't understand it, do they, you know, and, you know, like, you know, the foxhounds, you get in with these poxy sabs, don't you? Yeah. You know, you say, if, you can't explain to them that if a fox gets killed by a pack of hounds, it's killed. Yeah. There's no in-between, is there? No. Like being shot at night or shot no, with a I've shotgun. Myself. I've shot a fox you know. before and I thought I'd missed it. Yeah, we've all done and then, stuff, And then we? a, a month later I found it limping about, yeah. leg all swelled and manky. You know, snares, you know, I used to snare loads of foxes. Yeah. They jump up and get over the fence, don't they, and strangle themselves yeah. or whatever. But, um, no, people, people just don't realise. No, don't understand. You know, but I can't get involved with them too no. much now, I just... I get the red mist with them. I always I, smile. I have to walk away, mate. I smile and let them get on with it. Yeah, I can't do that. I love. I do you know my favourite sport of the day is watching our lads get stuck into them because yeah. I'll sit, I'll sit and watch hold the quad. I won't get stuck yeah. in. I've got no. a firearm certificate. I yeah, work with the military now. Yeah. I can't lose my job and I can't lose my, my firearms. No. And just to sit there and watch, I'll, I'll make sure the, the terriers don't get hurt yeah. or the quads don't get you know smashed yeah. up. But yeah, you want to fight them, you get amongst them That's by it. all means. I'll yeah, sit here and watch, no right, problem. Yeah. We used to have some fun, you know, when I was Essex Farmers in Union. Yeah. We had lots of fun in them days. But then there was none of them. No GoPros then. Yeah, exactly. You know, no cameras, no nothing. They always, Sabs always used to leave me alone because I used to have my other one with me. Yeah. And I'd always tape up all the lights and everything. Yeah. So I'd never know if I was recording or not. Yeah. And, yeah. and they just stayed, would always stay away mm. from me. And that's why I liked it. I also yeah. wanted to get on with my job. Yeah. I like watching the hounds work. I love watching, I love watching a fox outsmart the hounds. Yeah, okay, yeah, I've got some lovely photos. Like I say, of foxes and hounds. Like I say, I've seen foxes run up one side of the hedge and the hounds are running down the other. Mm. And, you know, you never catch a good, strong, cunning no. fox. You know, the old wily old fox, mate, is a wily old fox. Yeah. You know, and that's why he don't get caught. Yeah. You know, you can have a ex, you know, three mile point on a nice old fox or something, run for miles and miles, and you'll never catch him. Especially you know. nowadays, scent's so bad that I don't think a fox ran three miles, a hound would never keep up with it. Sure. The thing is, nowadays, isn't it? You've got the M25, the A12, you know, around here. Yeah, you've got you can't too many go far. big main roads, haven't you? It's the same, with, same as, as in our country, you know, but the time you get the, the 120, the A12, yeah, the 14. That's it. You're not far away no. usually from a main road. No. Or no. Or, or a train line, yeah. you know. Train lines, train lines, yeah. But that's what I like about Scotland. Nothing up there, is there? There's nothing, you know. I remember but... a story of um, when I was an underkeeper over in Shropshire, an estate just up the road went up to like sort of visit an estate, uh, in the Invercald estate yeah. um, in Aberdeenshire. And a big lad called Sprog, he, he, he's a keeper from up, you know, in Shropshire. Well, Sprog, what do you think of this? You're on the highest point, and this is, you can see, mm. what you can see here is my whole beat. Yeah. And he just turns around and goes, huh, well, I've never seen so much of fuck all in my entire life. <laughs> and this lad was so proud of his beat, and it's yeah. just been diminished completely. <laughs> yes. But, you know, like you say, it's hard up there, isn't it? You know, like up on the grouse moors and that. Yeah. But there is a, you know, it's, I love to see the grouse up there. Out in the summer and see him on the lake and that. Where you said about you were um, Lock Mick there. Yeah. Um, I've seen ptarmigan up there. Yeah. And that's the only place I've seen ptarmigan. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've never seen a... Um, Capacaylee? No, I haven't. Have you? No. You know, I've, well, there's a lot of things I want to see. Yeah. But now, like, you know, you're getting older and older and you just, you know, I... Nowhere near as fit as I used to be. No, that's a problem, isn't it? You know, I can't. I can't. Some of them hills are bloody steep. 
trouble is the hills up there you don't realize you're walking uphill do you it no. seems stupid <laughs> doesn't it and you think Christ you know the air's getting thinner isn't it and you go I'm like Fucking hell, like, I need an oxygen tent now or something because I'm bollocks, you know. But, um, yeah. But I do, I do love it up there. I'm all right when I'm on my own. If I'm on my own, I can just walk at my own pace. Yeah. But obviously if I go out there with my, my son and like, my, my uh, daughter-in-law, they like to walk past. They have like three or four freaking dogs with them and they're like strapping out yeah. and I'm going, hang on, like, you know. But, yeah. Plus I want to take photos and... Yeah, but, um, you don't see a lot when you're moving all the time. No, you don't. Dad always said to me, and I never understood it until this year, really. Yeah. You know, Dad would just, we'd be doing some traps with Dad. Because yeah. Dad used to have, run about 300, 300 traps. Yeah. Because on his beat at Sandringham. And um, he'd just stop, all, he'd walk them and stop. Yeah. Listen, and just listen, like, what are you doing? He went, just, just stop, just listen. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until this year where I twigged, like, okay, I get it now. Yeah. You see more when you stood still. Yeah. I've done that. I've done it this year. I bought myself a night sight for the rifle. I had, yeah. I had, I had big fox trouble this year. Um, and I decided instead of going out on the gator, because yeah. I've got the night sight, I'll walk. Yeah. And the stuff you see. Yeah. You just do. just that, you know. Oh, man. Um, I bought my boy, well, I bought him four trail cameras. You yeah. know the trail cameras? And we went like along the little rivers and that there and like looking for otters. Like to find in their prints and things, and I said they're definitely coming through here. And I, I come home, and then he did set his cameras up on just like a little sandbank on a on yeah. a bend of a, a little trout stream up there. And he had a on that sandbank, he's had he's had a cat. A, just, what, what, a wild cat? No, just a, a normal, standard, well, I suppose it's a fe it's a feral cat. A one of one of but, but a, sta a standard yeah, cat, as it were. Just standing there, he's had two foxes standing there. And a whole family of otters. Really? All on that one, just on that little sandbank. Isn't it no, funny, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so I said, next time I go out, I'm going to sit there all night and see if I can get some decent photos of them. Yeah. But it won't oh, happen amazing. because it's so dark there. You know, the trees are all over. Yeah. All right in the winter when the leaves are off, but in like summer and spring, the leaves are all out and like them places are so dark. Yeah. You don't really want to use a flash because, you know, they're going to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> one, one photo and they've gone. But um, they seem to put up with them cameras, though, because they flash, don't they? Them, them, they flash, do they? Yeah, I think they flash, yeah, but it's an infrared flash. I just, so. Oh, yeah, so it used to be a red light. Yeah, it used to be a red light flash up. But, like, we had them in Africa, like, all along the trails and that. Yeah. And you'll be surprised what you see. Yeah, yeah. You know, you'd see crocodiles, hippos, in the middle of nowhere. You'd yeah, never expect yeah. them to be going, Amazing. you know. But, uh, no, they are, they're amazing little cameras. I mean, I've got one. I often just stick it in the garden. Yeah. Just to see what I've got mooching around the garden. Well, I've been I've been thinking about getting one just for yeah. curiosity at mine. But I've got a big cat problem here. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're built up, aren't you? Yeah. So you're going to have a cat <sighs> problem here. Cats, hundred. Everybody's got cats. Yeah. But there again, that's another story. <laughs> yeah. <Bloody> things. <laughs> that's another story, Dan. Oh, no, thank yeah. you for doing it, mate. That's, that's much all right. You know, you know, I don't mind doing these.